listener production. Giving you the warm and fuzzies just like when your favourite flirty barista draws a love heart on your latte. Oh, isn't that cute? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, yeah, Alex Dyson, are you one of these, um, what is it, 6,500 people around the world who hear the hum? The hum? Have you heard about this hum? I haven't heard a hum. Apparently there's this worldwide hum. Okay, it's this, it's this unidentified low-frequency sound heard by people around the world. Okay. About only 6,500 people out of 8 billion hear the hum. Well, okay, so it says, first, first recorded by scientists in 2012, the modern-day hum has seen more than 6,500 instances of the humming sound, right? Now, if this, if this is not a joke, people, like there's a Melbourne person on Reddit who wrote, you know, for the past two years I've been hearing a low-pitched humming noise that seems to oscillate in intensity. I hear it most days and nights, though occasionally it seems to take off. Heaps of people jump on board. I think that's just the, um, I think that's in the mornings when every barista fires up their coffee machines in Melbourne. That's, <laughs> that's usually where that comes from, I think. Oh, okay. I thought it was a, uh, the, the Logie's buzz for, um, my performance in Mother and Son. Um, <laughs> 30 people in Melbourne have also put their experience on the global map. Interesting. Um, it is, it is well, like... been a few earthquakes in Melbourne recently. Do you reckon there's a little bit of, um... Feel the earth move under our feet, sort of stuff. So apparently, four percent people of people are said to hear it. If you, if you, like, they're saying it's um, people are saying I hear it is sometimes I only hear it indoors. Often it starts at a certain time, but this is no joke. This is a thing that people same as the guy who thought he heard um, Hebrew being spoken about under his apartment. He lived on the ground floor. And he's like, there's. I don't want to say this, but I think there are Jewish people under my house somewhere. Yeah, this is in New York, people wasn't it? Like, people are saying, dude, you're dog. losing it. You yeah. dog. <laughs> Why would you say that? Turns out there was a secret tunnel with people speaking Hebrew under there. Yes, and did you see the lady on TikTok who was building a, a, a tunnel under her house? Yeah, I did. Yeah. T- TikTok tunnel girl. People, are, people got so angry with TikTok tunnel yeah, girl. Yeah, but I mean, in America... You, you don't need a permit to have a gun. You just have a gun. Why can't you just build a tunnel without permits under your house, mate? Uh, peop, people are so angry. They're saying that she's creating an unsafe structure. Yeah, well, um, what's a sinkhole amongst friends, mate? She's been constructing a do-it-yourself mine elevator, hand-mixing concrete, um, and then she reckons she was going to build a castle tower off the side of her house with rocks she's found. But she's mined. Yeah, look. But it's, it got shut down by local authorities. But you can check her out. Google TikTok Tunnel Girl. Anyway, we've got a bit <laughs> different stuff for you today. But of um, highbrow talk about sayings that we have a bit more context to them. You might want to know before you go out using them. Um, I also overheard something which is a little bit baffling to me and might dig into that a little bit deeper, like a tunnel. Uh, and I've also got a mind-blowing fact, Alex Dyson, which I think we can all agree is one of my best. So... No comment will be made until the end of this episode mm. when you hear Alex Dyson's wow yeah. at my facts. Well, just be careful, that because you could be undermining yourself there by <laughs> doing that. But let's jump in. It's all day breakfast. Yeah, this is Alex and Matt, a.k.a. TikTok Tunnel Boy, digging himself a hole. Let's dive right in. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, spent most of uh, the last week in Port Macquarie. You know, my home away from home. I love that town. You love a little bit of Porty Mac. 
I do, I do. Thanks to everyone who said nice things about mother and son, came up to me on the street. Multiple people saying, you're not taller than I thought you were. Really? Hey, I don't, uh, do I sound short? <laughs> do I sound short? Do I need to lower, basically what I'm asking is, do I need to lower my voice? Well, does the lower the voice, the higher the man? Is that <laughs> your logic there? I think so. Like that seems to be what it, what it is. I mean, sorry. I mean, I so, think that is the case. Well, I guess jockeys have quite high voices and they're mm. famous, famously short statured. Yeah. Well, um, is there yep. an inverse correlation graph? I feel it's a sort of graph that Tom Cashman would do on stage. Uh, this, that's the second Tom Cashman reference <laughs> no, that you've made yeah, in why this is he week. On the braid? This well, should we get him on? I mean, let's get, I mean, I'd love Tom, get him on. <laughs> hey, um, I mean, I love that city, but I was a little bit disappointed. A lot of red out, red seaweed in my, at my local beach, um, finding its ways into pockets at my local beach at Port Macquarie. What do you mean? Very red seaweed. Is this a, something like yellow snow or something? What's the, what's the deal with red seaweed? <laughs> it, I mean, it literally, it's just like, it's just like this, this, this seaweed that thrives in certain temperature water. Mm. And it basically makes the it makes the water look like chocolate milk. Oh, like a, a, bit a hot cocoa. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to swim in it. Um, although I have just looked at this um, and news article now from from earlier last year, and I don't know if it's the same red seaweed, but this particular headline says red seaweed could be the answer to slashing methane emissions from cows. Is it the red seaweed? Yes, I've had a had a couple of chats, done a bit of investigating into the. Changing of the diets when it comes yeah. to cattle to reduce the uh, destructiveness of their farts, uh, which with the methane gets in the atmosphere and um, clogs it up with the rest of the carbon and everything getting up there. Exactly. They're saying a native red seaweed called asparagos, asparagopsis armata. Mm. wonder if it's uh, related to asparagus. In which case, I wonder what it does to the smell of, you know... Things, mm. the emissions, because God, that stuff goes through you quick, doesn't it? It was the um, comedian who says asparagus makes my pee taste weird, and <laughs> and vice versa. So, do you mean smell Sorry, weird or you. taste? Taste, oh, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I was walking along the rock wall in Port Macquarie, and you know when you just overhear something and you go. How, what, what was that conversation? Sure. How did we get to this point that I've literally just walked past? Because there were three people sitting there just having a stubby at the front of the caravan park. Um, two girls, one guy, they'd be in their, you know, fifties. I reckon you could parachute yourself into any conversation (laughs) with three people having a stubby out the front of a caravan park <laughs> and you'd have a great answer for this segment. <laughs> I reckon just... most of the heavy lifting of, of big ideas in this country gets done with a stubby out the front of a caravan park. Yeah. So they're sitting on the rock wall, having a stubby. It's about 3 PM and I, and, um, and I'm, I walk past and I hear just one of them go, oh yeah. How come Barry doesn't have any chafe? And I just thought, what, what is that? Like what happened there? Who is Barry? Yeah. Why is the, why are we inquiring about his chafe? Because usually if you've got chafe, you mention chafe. If I'm walking around with no chafe, 
I usually keep that to myself. <laughs> it's the lack of chafe, not conversation worthy. Exactly. I wouldn't say and to Bron, so... like if I came to you, Bron, like, how's your day been? Yeah, good. I haven't had any chafe at all. <laughs> <laughs> it, she would find that quite weird for me to bring that up out of nowhere. I would find that odd, yes. Mm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering why they're talking about a, a fourth person's chafe. And it would, it would indicate that maybe all three of them, all three of them have chafe. You know, like maybe they're jealous of Barry and his chafeless legs or thighs. Mm. Or Barry always has chafe and this time he doesn't. And they're like, something's up with Barry. Those Barry walking around like he owns the place. <laughs> no chafe today. Yeah, no, nah, he's up to something. Do you know what I mean? So I just it just made me think, like, what, mm. what, what, what was that? <laughs> well, unfortunately, despite doing her best efforts, producer Bron was unable to secure an interview with Barry. So the reason <laughs> for his lack of chafe will remain a mystery. Uh, until Matt O'Kine does another little afternoon walk past the caravan park. Because you need yeah, to go and like ask doing, him next time. I want to do laps. I want to do laps and just see what. Or I'll do what you did when you couldn't find your your girlfriend at Falls that time and just call walk out Barry. Around, call her name. Yeah. Barry. Yeah, would recommend doing that. <laughs> um, but you did chuck it out there, Matt. Um, luckily... It didn't get cut off, this particular one, but what have you overheard recently? And Nick got in touch saying, I overheard a professor absolutely laying into a PhD student for writing his report like a first year. That's an awkward Ooh, one to walk past. That's a burn, isn't it? That's, mm. that is, that's only like a PhD, hashtag PhD problems, like <laughs> being told that you've, you write like a first year uni student. That's well, like, I think it's, it's good to know that that goes into tertiary <laughs> stuff because teachers throughout the entirety of education will use the yardsticks throughout. You get into prep. It's like, all right, guys, come on. We're not in kinder anymore. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're in year three. Guys, we're not preps anymore. Come on. You, you, you're in year seven. Come on. You're working like a year six and now. We're in high school now, guys. Do, we're at year 12, people. What is it? You know, just always moving these goalposts. I know. So, yeah, to get called like you're writing like a first year. Oofed. Hey, we're not going to toga parties anymore, guys. Come on. Leighton overheard this one. Big city people escaping on holidays to small towns always yell while talking to each other. I overhear everything. Oh, well, that sounds like me. I mean, I was the, I was the big city folk going to the small town, but I mean, but I wasn't the one yelling everything. Old mate Barry's friends were. Oh, Barry, I'd be a little, I'd be asking them to keep their voices down. Uh, Chloe also got in touch with us, said, no word of a lie. Last week, I heard someone at the sauna telling their friend they witnessed the fake epilepsy story that was told on today's app. Wow. That's wild. They witnessed it or they read maybe the, the post? No, on... telling their friend they witnessed the fake epilepsy story. Yeah, it's just amazing that they were there rather than just sort of saw it written down like me on the internet. No, so that's it. They've gone, oh, wait, maybe, maybe they're saying. Do you I'm just wondering there could they, be some confusion. Yeah, they're saying they witnessed the story. No, because you don't witness a story. You read the story. If you witness the event. That's crazy. That's what happens. So th this is, this is our talk about coming around in, <laughs> in a circle. That's it. Always the benefits of listening to, to Matt and Alex all day breakfast. This is what, no, this is what happens when our talkback topics, they collide with each other. Over and over again, 
like thighs on a long walk. <laughs> this is Talk Back Chafe with Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Matt O'Kine, do you use sayings? Uh, yeah, you know what I do. I do. Actually, I've got a few key sayings. They, they're key mm. mantras in my life. Do you want to hear them? Yes, please. Okay. One is the gold lotto ad, all right? You've got to be in it to win it. You've got to be in it to win it. So wait, so <laughs> people putting up famous quotes on their wall, like in America recently, it was Martin Luther King Day. They could mm-hmm. have a quote from Martin Luther King. Luther King. You're saying that your go-to saying is from Gold Lotto, Queensland. You've got to be in it to win it. <laughs> yes, that is uh, that is exactly what I'm saying. No, word no of not lie. Gandhi, not Mother Teresa, not MLK. Nah, no, Gold no, God, Lotto. no. No, and I, so, I sometimes did. I get that saying mixed up with the old Darwin tourism ad, you'll never, never know if you'll never, never go. Well, I so did. I, That's interesting because I, I remember distinctly giving a speech at high school. I think I was in year 11 and 12 and I was giving a speech to some younger kids and I said like high school's a lot like Nutri-Grain. You only get out what you put in. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, these, these things stick with you. That is true. The other two that I think of all the time, okay, Eminem, 8 Mile. Um, in the song Lose Yourself, he says, success is my only mother effing option. Failure's not. Okay, I think about that all the time. No? In what, when, when you're doing what? Playing the wordle? <laughs> when I'm rap battling in, in caravan parks, man. Yeah. In trailer parks. Um, <laughs> well, no. Yeah. When I just that, I just think sorry, about yeah, it all the time. That made me I for some reason I pictured Port Macquarie sitting out having a having a beer <laughs> talking about chafing. <laughs> I'm like, that's not growing up in the streets, that's <laughs> idyllic. Okay. Um different trailer parks than the ones in uh in Rabbit's hometown. Uh, my third and final saying that I say that I think about all the time, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Lil yeah. Wayne. I've said it before. That has and come I'm up like, on the show before. I think about it all the time. Well, have you gone to check that you're using these sayings correctly? Because recently it's come to my attention, like a few have been piling up, that there's a few sayings out there which we only use a certain part of. Have you heard about this? There's all, There's also things like, you know, Trials and tribulations, which I thought that's what the saying was. Right. Or nip things in the butt. That's what I thought that was for a long time. Well, no, we're not, we're not sort of misheard ones. I'm talking about ones that there is a fuller context to. Okay. Which sort of reframes a little bit of what they mean. One, one of the recently popped up, you might have seen on the internet, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Mm. That's not the full quote. Oh, what is the full quote? The full quote is, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery that mediocrity can pay to greatness. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's Oscar Wilde who said that. So when you're saying, well, imitation is a serious form of flattery, there's a bit more context is that that mediocrity can pay to greatness. (laughs) So these absolute middle-of-the-road beige lords, (laughs) if they're imitating you, it's like, well, the mediocrity to the greatness. Do you know who cut off the end of that quote? The first person to cut that off? Someone who was very mediocre, honestly, <laughs> obviously. They were like, no one needs to know the rest of this quote. Yeah, we'll leave that there. <laughs> you know, the other one, I think it was, I first saw this in Tom Ballard's stand up. You know how Australia, the saying Australia is the lucky country? Yeah. And you just say that it's, oh man, you're just sitting out there, you're having a beer at a caravan park. God, we're the lucky country. Mm. The white picket fence, oh, the lucky country. Oh, the beautiful beach. Oh, God, we're the lucky country. That actually comes from a book, right? <laughs> 
about Australia back in the day. The full quote is, Australia is a lucky country run by second-rate people who share its luck. <laughs> so it's not so much a, like, praise of how good Australia is like, damn, you kids suck compared to what you've got. You don't know how good you've got it, you second-rate people. It's pretty crazy. Second-rate, that's a burn, hey. Well, speaking of burn, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. The full quote is, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it burnt in one. Ah. Mm. Takes a while to get success, but you can tear it down pretty quickly. That is a completely different saying, isn't it? When you add that. Yeah. Like, it's not about, you know, take your time. Mm. It's really important. You can't make great things without putting in the effort. It's like good things can be destroyed instantly. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Could be <laughs> an example of that. Decades on television. <laughs> Decades. Built up a big reputation for Saturday nights. Jackson Jive makes one appearance and uh, down she goes. <laughs> Do you know that the saying blood is thicker than water? Mm-hmm. It actually means the opposite of the way people use it. Because the full quote, blood is thicker than water, is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So in this case, water of the womb refers to family. And the blood of the covenant means blood shed by soldiers. So really, military bonds trump your siblings and Oh, parents. your friends are. Your, so your, your blood is not the blood of your, your DNA. <laughs> the water of the womb is what we're talking about. Is any saying that we've ever said actually right? I don't know. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. And now it's time for... Mind blown. Blown away. That's right, just like your nana at the hairdresser with the perm up in that weird sort of like circular thing that comes down from the roof and blow dries the hair. Um, We're going to get our minds blown by one Matthew Ajeteokine. Hello, Matt. Hello, Alex Dyson. That's right, I am here to uh, surprise you. And inspire you with some of the facts that I'm going to be uh, letting you know about today. It's always a difficult effort to impress you, Daiso, but I'm going to yep. give it my best shot. And today's Mind Blown revolves around uh, the tragic news about Gus the Groper. Did you hear about Gus the Groper, Daiso? I did hear. It's this famous fish off the coast around Sydney. Massive blue fish, wasn't it? That mm. some uh, ignorant tourists took as a uh, opportunity to spear, even though... In a protected environment and was much beloved. Yeah, that's right. Uh, locals very upset that it was Gus. Although, major twist coming out recently, a local dive expert has said um, that that he doesn't believe it was Gus. A different big groper. Yeah, there's a different big groper. And so uh, he's saying, I know Gus. So he's been swimming with me for years. Uh, Gus had a little a scar on towards the end of his tail where he'd tri- previously tried to be speared before. And so, uh, I, that wasn't Gus. Right. So there's but potential anyway, that Gus the Groper is still out there. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, the, the spear fisherman still copped an $800 fine because you, you know, you're not allowed to spear fish them, but weirdly enough, right. You are allowed to line fish them. So if he caught the Groper on a fishing line, that'd be all right. Yes. Hmm. Which, 
<laughs> Even in the wildlife protected area? Yeah, like it's totally fine. You can't commercially line, you can't commercially fish them at all anymore. Right, so you can't fish and then sell the meat. No, but you can you can recreationally line fish a groper still. But I guess the gropers well, are probably a little bit In that particular area or just in Australia, if you happen to find a groper in a non-protected area, you can do that. I My understanding is that it's still okay. Hold on. I can find out more, but I don't feel like Googling. Look, you can do your own research on this one. <laughs> uh, no, that's not the old fact. Wrong. The fact is... <laughs> yeah, that is very much deserving of a mod grow. Oh, well, come on. Okay, well, anyway, the point <laughs> is, the, the interesting fact that I thought is that all all Eastern Blue Gropers mm. are born women. Well, born females, sorry, I should say. Mm. And then... <laughs> not women. That doesn't make sense. They're born female. That fish is a man. That fish is a woman. <laughs> They're born female, and then they um, will change to male, but only after their first breeding. All right? All right. So puberty is all... Oh, hang on. That is weird. So if you have one child, then you can you can change to, to male and then start impregnating other gropers, potentially for the first time, who can then change to male afterwards. Yes. Now, the other interesting thing I find about this is... That usually in any group of gropers, right, that's a bit of a tongue tie. Is that the official collective noun, a group of gropers? <laughs> a great is group a gr of gropers. Is a group of gropers the term? How many groups of gropers did grouper gronka grope? <laughs> we have to get that into the school system. I don't know why they didn't teach that at drama school. <laughs> it must be done. <laughs> um... Yeah, so so anyways, uh what I found interesting is that so they they do they they are technically um they do change sex, mm -hmm. right? But what I find interesting is that um for any group of gropers, there's usually only one or two males to many females. Sure. Okay? So then if something happens to one of the males, they die or get spearfished. Yep. Right? Then one of the females will become male to take his place. Even if they haven't had kids yet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Mild. Welcome to Mind Blown, oh. where Matt will say something, well, I'll say, is that true? And he'll say, do your own research. <laughs> there were some interesting facts in there. Are, are there? I don't know. I'm yes, asking. It is only after a female is bred at least once will it change. It'll change sex and color. There you go. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, but I wanted the clarification over if a male dies in the area, will it will it change because to fill up that spot? Even oh come on, man! I'm sure there are people who have done who have spent their lives trying to find this stuff out. You expect me to find it out in between segments about bloody Barry's chafe and your misheard sayings? Get just. Hit the music, man! Oh wait, no, we've got we've got a we've got a fact from someone who hopefully has yeah. done more research than me. This one's from Melissa. Yeah, Melissa's hopefully done her own research with a fact about Jurassic Park. Hello, Matt and Alex. I just found out that the growls from the T Rex on Jurassic Park is actually a koala, and they've also used a combination of a falling tree, 
a whale's blowhole, an alligator, a lion's roar and a baby elephant's little squeal as the footsteps and the roar of the T-Rex. How crazy is that? And cute. Mind blown. There you go. If you're the T-Rex with the guttural growl of a koala. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so there's, a, there's a koala in, in, Jurassic, in Jurassic Park. I'm also reading here that there is a kookaburra sound in Raiders of the Lost Ark. What did they do for that? Um, I, I, can't, I can't listen to it. Do your own research if you want to find out what, <laughs> what a kookaburra is doing in Raiders I'm of the Lost Ark. I'm reading this article. <laughs> okay. Okay, do you know what? No, you pick, you're picking on me. You're picking on me. Today's mind blown. I work hard I'm to find interesting facts. I'm asking what I think are quite legitimate questions. Day, day in, day out. You expect me to know everything. I just presented you with the fact, man. That's all it was. I don't Bro, know every you circumstance. Say, you know, there's a sound in Raiders of the Lost What else am I going to say rather than, oh, cool, where? Well, I can't play it on the computer when while we're recording the this. At the end, of the people's faces are mel- melting. There's a. <laughs> is that what it is? Was it Harrison Ford? You first meet him. He does that. Apparently, there's a kookaburra in the Wizard of Oz as well. Oh, where? I don't know. Hit the music. <laughs> Do your own research. That's all we've got for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think you left today's episode with any more knowledge. I think you've left worse off, to be honest. I think we've done nothing but kill a few brain cells. Well, at least when I was reading out my sayings earlier on, hey, Matt, did you know that Rome wasn't built in a day is not the full saying? And if you said, oh, really? What is it? I'd go, don't know. (laughs) (laughs) At least I had the answer to the thing I was saying in my segment. All right, fine. I wanted to make it relevant. I wanted to give a tribute to Gus, but obviously you and your fact-finding mission, you know, has gotten in the way of of a great fish. Bloody great fish. you, All you care about is facts. I care about fish. All right, well, we're heading out, but thank you very much for hanging out with us today, and we'll be catching you for another big episode of Matt Nugs All Day Breakfast when... Don't know. <laughs> Probably tomorrow. <laughs> Until then, don't spear any blue f- gropers, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.